Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Hey, hey. What's up? How's everybody's day going? Man, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Been just killing it lately. Just killing it. We just had this, uh, every time I now like start the podcast and like, how's the day going? Uh, or how are you doing? Um, we just listened to this leadership, like Mm. training day, which I think I talked about last time and it commented on like not asking those questions because people just say surface level, like busy, good, good, busy, you know? (laughs) And instead asking really like pointed, like, Hey, what's been greatest success of your day so far just get your brain into the next level how's your eldest <laughs> like my eldest child yeah <laughs> uh, hopefully making it through school um but it kind of does uh okay yeah, yeah you know i, I can oh, see the uh hopefully like, no 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 i was going back to like oh i was like, the, oh, the, the more pointed question got thing. it yeah i mean do you ever do that or do you feel like with most priests when you see them you're just, hey, how's it going? Good, busy. I'll I'll do the intentional question thing sometimes. And I notice when other people do it, uh, which makes me want to do it more. Mm. But I don't always think of it, about it. And I'm also, I'm okay with the surface level just to begin a conversation. Like, not every question has to be, like, the, the, there is a place for small talk, right? It has to. And has everything yeah. has to be so meaningful all the hey, time. Hey, my name's Father Paul. What's your biggest success today? <laughs> What's your deepest fear? <laughs> okay, I didn't say name your deepest fear. Like, hey, what's your greatest sin? <laughs> you know. Then you're most That would of. probably work well with a priest because you can forgive them. So anybody yeah. else, not the best way to lead off. But we did this real interesting one. As a, as a youth ministry and children's ministry staff, I'm not going to share anyone's answers, but I want to ask you this question to start off the podcast, okay? This is, this is level two. So they say level one is like, hey, how are you doing, right? Our brain stays in a certain way. To get the brain to engage in the next level, you need to ask more pointed, deeper questions. So this is the question we asked as a staff. It was so intriguing to me, mm. and people went way deeper than I thought they would. And also it was a lot of funny stuff, but based on a book, TV show or series mm-hmm. or movie, what character is most like you and why? Not oh. like, because everybody's used to, Hey, who do you want to be like? Right. And they I pick guess. the opposite. Like, it's like, oh, I want to be that hero. I want to be that Captain America. I want to be that guy who's this, this, this. That they don't have a lot of those attributes in their life. But to say, who out of a book, TV series, it can be fictional, non-fictional, movie, who are you most like and mm. why? To start the podcast, we're going next level, level two Man, deep. Those kind of questions. So people didn't get paralyzed by that? Because well, I kind of get we, hung up with like the, you know, the wheel spinning. Let's just like, do it as a hypothetical question. 
<laughs> that that will really make you lean into it. Um, some people did, I think, but we gave those people a little bit extra time, mm-hmm. and I think they it heard helped with the answers, person. Yeah, then... it helped with the person who started by sharing just like. Um, it was like a cartoon character and I thought, oh, this is all going to be just funny, laughable, but they, they shared it and like, were like related it to something kind of deep they struggle with. Like this cartoon character is like this mm-hmm. because you know, what, whatever the case was, right. Um, because they have a complexity about this or, you know, mm-hmm. they're always nervous or w- whatever the exact phrase was, which I know I'm just not sharing, <laughs> but like they started off and then I was like, oh my gosh, people are giving like exegesis on like cartoon movies and like Disney. It, like, is, it is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it, 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 it went a lot deeper than I thought it would. And I was like, hey, maybe there's something to this leadership stuff. So um, I kind of said, well, I'll answer mine while you're thinking. Okay. I've got so, one. Oh, go ahead. No, okay. uh, I'm done. Yeah, I want to go. People go will never cold. know mine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you you have to go after. That's the deal. Um, so I I will confess that I have never considered this question before, and so I want to preface my answer by saying it's kind of the first thing that came to mind as you were discussing like what other people said. Okay, I'm not saying this is my final answer forever. The best you know, the person who's most like me and why. But the first thing that came to mind, no why? Batman. <laughs> because. Which one, though? Most because, recent? Uh, I'm not good with which Batman is which. Well, um, when you think of Batman, who do you think of? I think of not the most recent. The Christian next, Bale. The, the Christian Bale Batman. So you're Christian Bale. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, because one of my strengths, I've done these various strengths finders things and stuff one of my strengths is something called input Mm -hmm. which means basically that you like to collect resources and have them available for the time and i do that with books and with uh, on kind of a an intellectual level i do that with topics also right um i don't like have a have a word document or something it's more more kind of just like in my head i guess but but one thing that I've noticed is that I, d- I do have an ability to collect resources and to know when to use them. Right. And it, it's kind of a Batman utility belt kind of thing. <laughs> like it re- really. No, no. I, honest, I get, what, honestly, you're, I get what you're saying. You know, I, I deep share like this I and know. you're over there I wheeze laughing yeah. at me. And um, <laughs> I also, we both wear black. Uh, so that's yes, a thing. I can see that's that super thing. surface level. <laughs> you, both, you both are into vengeance. Uh, <laughs> have a super like, vengeful, you know, some, <laughs> some sort of like, like dark struggle. Like oh what is, gosh. you know, what is justice? <laughs> yeah. You know, just all of those, all that, but no, like the resource part of it. Uh, mm. and the fact that that Batman is not superhero just because of like who he is, something innate, but also his use of resources, technology, stuff like that. Right. He's really not superhuman. Right. He's not. He's very ordinary. <laughs> right. So um, it's so funny. And yeah. I don't know. I feel pretty ordinary most of the time. But is I do. Is that why he wasn't invited to the Ven- Avengers? 
I don't understand how those DC and Marvel and stuff work. Like, isn't Batman in both? No, he's just DC, right? It's Spider-Man's somebody else in both. will correct Spider-Man us is in and, both, or yeah, Spider-Man's in both. Yeah. And Hulk or something. I don't know. Whatever. But, so, I mean, just, uh, yeah. For the why, like, do you feel like a pretty ordinary person? I, I know that God has blessed me with a, a lot of talents, but mm. e- even growing up, I was never, like, the best at any particular thing. I was always pretty good at a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that's still that's still kind of the case. Um but being pretty good at a lot of things and going through a seminary, like I have acquired a bunch of tools mm-hmm. that that I think of as tools, like my biblical education. Yeah, uh, I don't use. I'm not the best at that. I'm definitely right. not like academic guy going down that track. Right. Um, but it is a a tool that I use a lot for different things. Mm. That kind of reminds me of this like utility belt. Like there's yeah. some stuff that Batman goes to more often. Right. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my answer. But now the deal That's is that you, that you have to to give yours. Well, what's really funny about that is you also chose Batman. No, I, but like I didn't. The most recent one, but yeah, I I thought a little bit about the most recent one just because of the complexity he had. It it is a very dark movie for anybody that's seen it. Um, it's dark, and yes, it's thirty minutes too long. Right, like yeah, uh, it just keeps too. on going on, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it because of the emotional kind of journey he went on and reckon recognizing like yeah what he interpreted as vengeful at first like really he came to discover himself and understand like really like he doesn't want to be known for being vengeful he wants to be a light instead of the darkness right and so. Um, I like that, but no, I didn't say that. I said something way more sophisticated. I said oh. Ron Swanson. <laughs> because, uh-huh. well, so I actually gave two answers, and I think you can see this other one. Both were very confusing to some people who never watch TV or know sports because the second answer is related to sports. So some people are like, uh-huh, well, who are these people? Um, so there's a lot of people, respect them. They don't, you know, they've never seen an episode of Park and Rec, uh, Parks and Rec. Parks but, and Rec. Uh, Ron Swanson, you know, head of that parks area and department, kind of comes across as a little bit of a harsh guy, doesn't care, but deep down. Curmudgeonly. Yeah. Eeyore he's a, he's, kinda, a, he's a softy. He does yeah. woodworking, likes Actually, bourbon, you know. So I, I think as a TV character that, you know, the, the easy one for me to answer because I know we've both seen this show, whether you acknowledge it or not, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, like the person Nine-Nine. I want to be is like Jake Peralta, the funny yeah. guy, just the not caring what anybody Never thinks. Never drinks water. Fun. Yeah, like... It's the, a thing. <laughs> like making fun of the captain. But I'm like, that's not me. I'm like, I, I am not that person. But that's... Isn't it funny with that question how easy it is to go, well, no, but I want to be this person over here like this actually is who yeah. I like though. So the other person I said is because I love documentaries and I know you do as well. Um, really just pick any kind of obnoxious competitive athlete, whether that's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're he- listening to Jordan from the last dance, you're listening to part of, uh, I almost said Neil Armstrong. No, he, 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 
<laughs> Lance Armstrong. He, lands, uh, he landed on the moon. Lance Armstrong, or most recently, which you should watch. I know you're not as big of a baseball fan, but um, the captain, there's a whole se- seven-part series oh, on Jeter. Derek Jeter. And it's very, in- I mean, it's my childhood. It's uh, as a Yankees yeah. fan, like every, like I remember the night I cried myself to sleep in 1995 when Don Mattingly lost a 2-0 lead against the Seattle Mariners and they ended up losing the divisional series. So not that I still hold on to things like that, but I mean, I could, could relate I- so much to any of those people who just said, yeah. yeah, I didn't really care if people like me. I just cared to win. Um, and that's why a lot of times when I'm playing with my kids, why well, I actually don't like to keep score of that because I worry. I see in a lot of those documentaries, like, yeah, I didn't let me, like, my parents never let me win at anything or this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? no, I'm like breeding Dom or Fr- Well, okay, not Dom. <laughs> Dom. Dom is so chill and peaceful. Dom's his own guy. <laughs> he will never, never be that. But Fran, who is super competitive already, mm-hmm. um, I'm very like, observant too. Yeah, I can't. I can't like encourage that because I, I try to go more chill of like, it doesn't matter. It's all okay. You know? So yeah, mm. I think that's, um, yeah, those are my answers, but it's, it's a good question to ask people. You should ask that's, the people yeah. you, I would love, you think we can get the Bishop on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, maybe, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know him. I can ask. Do you know him? You ever you ever um, meet with him? We yeah. We should I, just have like depends on how serious you are because I can ask him and um part of that laugh was like he might actually say yes. Oh, let's do um, it. <laughs> and people can write in and ask the bishop question. No, we actually remove any questions from the bishop being asked on our. Yeah, uh, it would just be to ask him this this question. This question, yeah. Uh, that would be fascinating to hear. I would love certain answers of his. I thought I was going to get paralyzed by it, and then I picked the first thing that came to mind. And the longer I went with it, the more I kind of liked it. Um, n- now, don't don't everyone go and be like, "Oh, Father Paul thinks he's Batman all the time." Like I've never thought about that before. Yeah. yeah. Next Sunday, but now mass, somebody's going to give about you like a Batman shirt yeah. and a cup and a hat. Yeah, Batman super fan. I don't even yeah. know like. I'm gonna take. I can't even go through the generations. Computer bag and so uh, stitch a, a Batman symbol on it. Yeah, everything I have will have the diocese logo and the Batman symbol. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Um, okay, so I wanted to toss out a question oh, here before you go. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm. Am ever, I leaving? <laughs> before you go with the question, um, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but just in response to your crying yourself to sleep story about oh about Don Mattingly and the Yankees. Um, I have a similar story also about baseball. I think it was 2004 the Astros went to the World Series against the White Sox. Was it four or five? Yes, four, four, four. No, I think you're Um, right. So I was in Bermuda. I was in high school, and we couldn't watch the games because Bermuda. They're, like, blacked out. So we had, like, yeah, because Bermuda... British TV. The, well, it, it's... Nowadays, though, right? They have, like, YouTube TV and all those, or is it yeah, still... Yeah, I think there's still some, like, regional licensing things. But people VPN um, it and just uh, <laughs> hack around There it. might be more workarounds now. <laughs> Back then, I listened to uh, the Astros in the World Series on satellite radio. And, like, XM satellite radio. Nice. Um, and I think it was AJ Prasinski 
hit a grand slam in one of the games. Or he just kept hitting home runs for the White Sox, their catcher, and it just it was devastating every time. And so the Astros got swept. I was an Astros fan growing up. Uh, all those years when they were bad, I switched to the Rangers just in time for the Astros to get good. Nice. Um, and haven't been able to really go back just mentally. But it's still, it's a huge part of my childhood. I just love the Astros because I was born in Houston. And even though I grew up in Bermuda, I always right. knew I was from Houston. And well, they like were my besides, teams. besides, go, go ahead, finish. Oh, but finish, yeah, yeah. The, the point of connection with crying myself to sleep, I didn't do that. I I have kind of a strong fight response to fight or flight. Um, yeah, like when the Mavs lost and like punching a wall or something, something like that. Something like yeah. that. I, as a teenager, went into the bathroom and was just so so like angry so frustrated just couldn't deal with it and like almost punched the sink really hard um and then and then pulled back my hand at the last moment and just clipped the sink with my fingers and got like these deep bruises under all my fingernails on that hand uh, I think I would have broken my hand. Oh, I'm if sure I'd hit, you would have. If I'd hit the sink, I might slash have knocked, a leak. Yeah, I might have knocked the sink off the wall too. Yeah, I, was I mean, probably 16 and pretty strong, point. Batman. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I was actually when I was thinking about that going to say when was the last time you cried as a question, <laughs> but then I was like, eh, to my employees, I don't want it to be like, ah, oh, when. I was talking to you or something like that. But it is an intriguing question. Okay, let's jump into it. All right. Somebody asked a question regarding... Um, here's from Renee. Renee says this. My topic is on Sunday mass attendance. Oh, you ready for this, Father? I am. Okay. This did not take place at St. Anne's. Okay. So just very clear. This did not take place at St. Anne's, okay? But it did happen at a Saturday vigil mass. The deacon comes out to address the congregation after the mass does not start on time. He says that the priest who was to celebrate mass was involved in a traffic accident. Oh. And there is going to be, and was delayed because of this, and he was in an accident. In any event, the deacon was going to have a communion service. We all know how you feel about communion services. Okay. Yeah, not so, a fan. <laughs> reading, sing some songs, distribute communion. This is her words, not mine. So she says, is the communion service valid substitute for mass? Why couldn't the church or the deacon in this case have said, go find another mass this weekend? Um so essentially they want to know, they follow up by saying, is the parishioner guilty of a mortal sin for not attending mass on the weekend? Oh. And I'm like, okay, so you got a few different layers yeah, of things. A few different here layers, really have, sort of leading and pointed at the yeah, end. Yeah, uh, like you have also a very unique situation here in... Yes. I mean, I've never gone to mass, even among my like... For the most part, like there was one semester of my life that I probably wasn't going to mass. Besides that, I've never been in a mass delayed more than five minutes. Except for that mass that I was asleep for that I was the, <laughs> not a Sunday mass. That's, That's right. another story we'll tell it sometime. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell it sometimes because there's a lot of yeah. funny parts to it. Um, but yes, okay, I'm talking Sunday mass though. Right, I've yeah. never had a situation like this or where no they show said, like, or fifteen the minutes. The deacon. Later. I've been 
Now I've traveling with net. We were up in a place where there was one priest assigned to like 10 or 15 parishes and they would not get a Sunday mass. They would get a Sunday mass every other week. So we were at one parish that did not have a mass, but had a communion service because the priest where he traveled throughout the state could not get to all the churches within one day. We've had that situation. Um, but I've never had this. So we're also talking about a very rare situation here to begin with, but go ahead. Initial thoughts. Yeah, no, it's a, it's actually a really, it's a good question. It's not, it's not just a really basic, uh, answer. So, and I will, I'm going to preface this just like I preface the whole Batman thing, um, (laughs) to say like, I haven't done a real deep dive into communion services and sent they're sometimes called Sunday celebrations in the absence of a priest. Mm. Uh, that's that's the book that governs communion services. Um, in so so take what I say with a little bit of a grain of salt. There might be more to it. I'm going to give you kind of what I remember and my impression. All right, my impression is that that kind of thing is meant for like a mountain village where a priest doesn't come except for. St- twice a year um okay like i think that's really the point of those is, right is like okay uh it's just it's not possible with the current situation people can't travel to another mass um there there are plenty of missionary places like that um where where the priest is is as you described with like the 10 parishes or whatever yeah. but those are all so remote that people actually yes. can't travel to go somewhere else. Right. Um, uh, I think that's the clearest case where mm-hmm. it's like, well, okay, since it's impossible to have mass regularly, right. we should have something else recognizing it's not mass. Right. Um, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That seems yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. it has a, a place. Um, I don't think communion services should be regularly scheduled um, in our context, um, especially if they're regularly scheduled on a weekday. That mm-hmm. seems even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, not to throw anybody under the bus or to you know start pointing fingers. I, I don't know of anyone who does that uh, right. off the top of my head. And, and I'm not saying that that there aren't good reasons to argue for that. It's just like, I don't think it's supposed to be that kind of thing Yeah, because it can confuse people. Uh, Mm -hmm. It can become much more about reception of the Eucharist than about attending mass. Right. And once you lose sight of attending mass as like participating in the passion, death and resurrection of Christ with your own interior Mm. um, offering, like that's what the mass is. Right. And then we receive communion as the fruit of that. Right. But it's not just a like prolonged preparation for receiving communion. It's a lot right. more than that. Um now, there's the other situation. Actually, before I go to that, I just want to plug something I just heard the other night. Uh which so I just watched this video that I think is starting to make the rounds of I'm Derek Jeter, Bishop Barron <laughs> interviewing, <laughs> um, <laughs> interviewing, how do you say his name? Shia? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Um, Shia. Who is, uh, 
slated to play uh, St. Padre Pio in an upcoming movie. He interviews him. And, and, and he just converted, right? Isn't that yeah. the whole thing? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, spoiler. Because of this movie. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, sorry. Were you getting there? I was, I was getting there. So, like, in that interview... You he, can tell we don't talk about this. our talking parts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's so organic. Um, in that interview, he tells the story of his coming to faith in, like, very recent months. And, mm. um, and I just got drawn in. I thought it was fascinating. Because he's got kind of an outsider's perspective, but also, like an actor's ability to, to describe. Um, and so he has, he has a real insight um, and, and almost a, a wisdom in the way he's, he's describing things. I was really surprised by. Right. Um, and uh, just as I was thinking of like what the mass is, mm-hmm. and I just described it as uh an opportunity for us to participate mm-hmm. in the passion, death and resurrection of Christ. Like he says something like that. Right. Um, Shia LaBeouf says something like that. Uh, so I'd really encourage you to go and watch it. Uh, it's about an hour and 20 minute interview. Well, yeah, it, it goes, but like I got sucked in and I watched the whole thing. I just meant to watch okay, like regular speed or two times speed. I watch regular always. What? The only two times I do are videos that are required for me to watch. Like like defensive driving. <laughs> or like learn to set a password, uh, complex to... password on your computer. So that's why you have unsecure passwords. I have great passwords. But let me let me back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Actually, can no, I add go. one little yeah. point in there? Because I do think, I, I don't know where I heard this. It could be totally invalid. Um I thought somewhere there was a document. W- oh, about the communion services? No, actually, but oh. but kind of hitting on the point of saying that the faithful, if they literally, imagine they worked their shift, no way getting around it was like mm-hmm. 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. every night, right? Mm-hmm. But if they were able to go to a church at 8.30, they... I think it used the word have the right to ask the priest for reception of communion without mm. attending that mass. I, I don't know what type of document that would be in. What would that be in? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So I don't, I'm not trying to Maybe negate or like, awesome. I'm not to... trying to push on like, okay, well I, I get a hundred percent what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Um, once again, it's, a, it's a unique circumstance, right? If they were able to go to any other, church that would be yeah so if you can't go to mass uh it is good to receive communion i think that's that's the point that you're trying to make and it might be such a good that the church even says like you have the right to right uh if you can find a way to receive communion outside of mass if you're not able to go to mass yep that might be the case i'm not sure where that would be there's i'm gonna try to look it up and benedict both issued documents on the Eucharist, and so there's probably something in there okay. uh, because they dealt with like high level stuff about the Eucharist, but also like some practical things. Okay, um, it might be in canon law. Uh, that's very possible. Got I just it. don't re- remember. Okay, it. we'll um, look it up. But go but, ahead, back but to okay. all this. So, Shia so LaBeouf. back to all this. No, done with him. I've made the plug. It's it's good. <laughs> watch the watch the video. Watch we'll talk video. about it sometime. Nothing um, else. But back to the communion service. So like this, the situation we're talking about is a little bit different than like Mountain Village or scheduled daily. Yes. Um, this is, people are already there. Um, what do you do? Do you tell them to, to go home? 
or is that a, a valid time to have a communion service? Right. I don't know the church's answer to that. Mm. Um, I know that as a seminarian one time, I got asked to do that because there were people there, and I felt kind of uncomfortable, and a oh. lot of people left because it wasn't mass. Right. Um, was it still a good thing to do? Maybe. Um, I just know like... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, like I really don't know how to answer that question. I love it's, it. I, I think a lot of pastors would probably say like, have a communion service if you've got a deacon there uh, who can do this. And do you and think like, that's because, based on because there like are people they don't think there. people are going to come back? It might be. I don't know. Our people aren't formed because it really goes. The second part of the question is really tough on the mortal sin aspect because now you're talking about the three yeah. aspects of a mortal yeah, sin. Are they aware? Like all those things. Um, I'll, I'll say if it were me and I was a lay person. <laughs> hypothetical right um i would leave I, and i would find i would leave and i would go night, to go to right? mass the next especially if it's saturday night right um, i, I mean the saturday night mass even count you know if okay how about this for a hypothetical uh seeing as <laughs> since i like them so since much you're a big <laughs> hypothetical kind of guy that's what everyone says father paul he's a big hypothetical and guy he lives um, in the hypothetical <laughs> uh if you had a plane flight the next morning and this was a Saturday night mass, eh. so that you couldn't go to mass the next day. Right, you were purposely you planned your whole I'd probably stay. Yeah, um, because like I do want to receive the Eucharist, and like it is meaningful to to read the Word of God together and to do the liturgy of the Word. Like that's all good and meaningful in the mm-hmm. absence of the possibility of something else. Right, but if I had the possibility to go to mass. Uh, somewhere else right then i would do that and i would think that the ideal would be to advise people to do that right maybe maybe that wasn't possible right. <laughs> you know when you're right, dealing right, right. with a car wreck yeah uh, you're not well i mean be able it's to, the like, same situation right imagine imagine you were going to the last mass of the day and you got into an accident like a on 7 p.m yeah like the sinner's mass you know yeah. and so um like you're going to that mass you get in a car accident and you literally are waiting for the police. You cannot leave the, and flee the scene to be like, I need to make <laughs> right. it to mass, right? Like there are. But but then you wouldn't go to a, you know, communion service. Then. Right. So I'm that just does... tossing out situations that like. Okay. So so let's let's talk about the obligation to go to mass. Because that's, right. that's, that's what, what that I'm getting situation. Um, Like if you can't, uh, and that doesn't mean just physically can't, but like something happened such that it's not reasonable mm-hmm. to go. And that word reasonable is really important because that means it's on you to make the decision. Right. Uh, but you have to make the decision with a well-formed conscience. Which is where it um, all comes down to. So, but but that also means that I can't like list all the, yeah. the, the possible things. If it's not reasonable yeah. for you to go to mass, it, it becomes impossible because it's no longer reasonable. Um then you're no longer obliged. You're not obliged to do what's impossible. If somehow you end up on a plane flight that is like 30 hours long and and it goes for all of Sunday um, and you mm. had to be on that plane I flight. I didn't think about that. Uh, oh, I think about it. I'm such a world traveler now. I think about these things all the time. Can't you just celebrate it for yourself on like... Just the, like uh, in the plane. On the train. <laughs> oh. No? Chris. Like, um, couldn't you? You, you wouldn't in that situation ce- as a priest celebrate mass 
at, at my seat in the plane? Yeah. No, I don't think that's... You think that would be more inappropriate? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, that's yeah. why you would never schedule it on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if that's, you, that's the key. But if somehow it was impossible... By a mistake, you scheduled it on a Sunday. That's in- um, interesting. Would you go ask, like, the flight attendant in the back, could I use, like, could I close the curtain and use this area? You know, if you could set apart a room... That would like, be cool. Mass on a plane, I... I think could be possible, be but just awesome. like the idea of like, you know, Oh, the meal hasn't come out yet. Let's, you know, bust out the <laughs> no, mask. <kit."> <laughs> People are watching a movie next to me and, you know, bust out the mask <laughs> they're drinking cocktails <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. No, um, no, no, no. But okay. Uh, yeah. So you're not obliged to go to mass when it's impossible. And I'll give you an example of that. I might've shared this before, but it's been a long time. Um, my grandma, uh, fell when I was picking her up to go to mass. Right. Um, I got over there. Uh, we were just going to go down the street. It was like 10 a.m. Sunday mass. And uh, she fell and she hurt herself. And right. so I, you know, we called the ambulance and I went with her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And she was okay. Like she was hurt, but she was stable. Right. Um, and I find myself at like, 3 p.m. thinking like oh man or maybe it's even later four i don't know but like evening thinking i never went to mass today and i was a mm. seminarian at this point um and then thinking like do i leave my grandmother right now uh <laughs> to go to mass considering that she's stable right um but still kind of in shock and everything is just you know right it's it's physically possible um but would it be the right thing to do and i decided no it wouldn't be the right thing to do to to leave her uh to go to an evening mass so i stayed and i didn't go to mass that day and and as a seminarian i was i was kind of like thinking through it and i mean i i think i did the right thing i think that's exactly what that concept of like yeah. The law doesn't foresee all situations yeah. and there are certain situations where it doesn't bind because it has now become what's called morally impossible mm-hmm. to go. Yep. Physically, I could have gone. Yep. <laughs> Metaphysically possible also. Mm. <laughs> Let's not get into that side of things. But right. But the the moral, like morally, it was the correct thing for me to stay there. Yes. Um, uh, because it was done out of charity. Uh, and so it's this idea of like leaving Christ to serve Christ kind of thing. Yeah. Like the, the law of charity supersedes. Yeah. Um, all other laws. So weird thing is a seminary not to go to a Sunday mass. Um, but I think that's a good example of what it looks like when it's impossible. Yes. Um, I would, I would in an ideal world, I would have recommended Maybe maybe the deacon could have done the communion service, but I would have right. I would have had him recommend that people go to mass the next day, right? Um, but then provide the communion service if for some reason that wasn't possible. Yeah, uh, I think that's the best way to handle that. But right. I don't know. Not really sure. Still, man, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, we're off. We're done. <laughs> Whatever our outro We're is. We're done. Outro. Submit those questions. Uh, stamparish.org slash PTP. 
Prodigal and the priest at gmail.com. Uh, on behalf of uh, Father Paul, Joey Scansell, take care. God bless.